Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Well, 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 the Kylian Mbappé saga is over as the French star is staying at Paris Saint-Germain. We have Jonathan Johnson in the house. Jonathan Johnson, how are you, buddy? Hey there, guys. Yeah, doing well. Not uh, often that we jump on and do a weekend podcast. And as you can see, I'm in my finest linen ahead of uh, what's expected to be the announcement later today. Absolutely. But hey, this is an emergency episode, of course, as you know, Saturday, the decision was made by Kylian Mbappé as he made his decision to stay at Paris Saint-Germain. And of course, uh, so much more information is coming along as we discuss these big news as the French star stays in the capital. Straight away, Jonathan Johnson, why the change of heart? What's been happening in the last 48 hours? I mean, I think there's a big assumption, uh, you know, that he absolutely was going to go to Real Madrid. We always knew uh, that it was going to be a tough decision. We always knew that Real Madrid were going to push hard uh, and that there was massive temptation on Kylian Mbappe's side. You know, that going to Real Madrid, uh, you know, has has been a dream of his for a long time, uh, you know, since uh, since childhood. But also at the same time, it's you, you can't help but wonder if the last couple of months, the way the season's gone, both for PSG and Real, have kind of played a factor in Mbappe's decision as well. I mean, you know, so much is made of the the financial aspect of this decision. We know that wherever he went, whether he stayed with PSG, whether he went to Real Madrid, he was going to get very well rewarded for being one of the best players in the world at this moment in time. But, you know, when you look at things on balance, if you look at PSG and Real and say, you know, which one of these teams needs Mbappe more uh, at this moment in time, the argument clearly favours uh, PSG. And that that's not necessarily something for PSG to be proud of. That's how bad they were this season. Massively disappointing in the Champions League. Uh, very underwhelming domestically as well. Only running out Ligue 1 champions when they were expected to win the Coupe de France as well. So, you know, I think... PSG's argument was inadvertently strengthened by the fact that they've had such a poor season. But, uh, you know, that doesn't take away from the lure of Real Madrid, uh, Spanish champions, Champions League finalists against Liverpool uh, to come up in Paris next week. Uh, You know, I think that it was always going to be a bit of a tug of war and a very close call. Um, And I think ultimately one of the things that really has most appealed to Mbappe and his family, of course, because this has been a, a group decision, is the fact that PSG are still in need of this talismanic figure, this person to get them over the hump in that Champions League success that they crave. Uh, And almost the value of potentially being that guy uh, is almost worth more to to Mbappe and his family uh, than, you know, just going to Real Madrid and winning another Champions League, possibly on top of one that they might still win this season. Well, I mean, we're still obviously, as I mentioned at the top of the show, that we're still, you know, feeding on the information regarding the contract negotiations. By the way, if you're watching this on YouTube, just know that Jonathan Johnson doesn't have a clock or a watch at home. He relies on the sun to tell the time. That's why part of his face is bright and dark. It's not uh, some uh, exaggerated uh, special effects that we do here at Keolasso, right, Jonathan Johnson? 
I'm turning into Harvey Dent. No, I, I have a, I have a sun, sundial on my face. It's uh, one of one of the reasons why I chose uh, moving in here. I wanted my office to be like this, so I'm basking in uh, in all this Parisian sunshine all the time. Well, I love it. I love it. Well, we're not going to take too much time because we don't want you to completely melt. Let's uh, keep going. The details of the contract themselves, obviously, uh, are still being figured out. But you know, I, I'm I'm reading Jonathan Johnson and seeing monumental numbers. I'm also seeing a specific thing here, which is a lot of influence of the pitch for Kylian Mbappé as well. How much context can we add to that? Uh, you know, and also like the future of Mauricio Pochettino, like there's so much to discuss within this contract, this new reported deal. How much do we know? How much can we expect? And is it indeed true that his influence of the pitch will be even more so now? Yeah, I mean, Mbappe's influence is going to be pretty substantial in Paris, but he's not the first player that, that will have, uh, you know, significant influence in, in Paris. You know, we've seen it with Neymar, we've seen it with with Messi coming in as well. Uh, you know, sort of player power is rife at PSG. We know that, everybody knows that. Uh, and, you know, Mbappe's case is, is going to be no different. He wants to see changes from the PSG hierarchy. And perhaps it took this... Uh, you know, close brush with losing someone of Mbappe's talent, uh, of his ability. Because let's not forget, he has literally carried PSG on his shoulders for the majority of this season. There is no argument that any player in this PSG squad comes close to matching yeah. Mbappe in terms of consistency and performance so far this season. So you could argue that if there is a player that PSG should at least sort of, you know, listen to in the way that he's feeling towards certain aspects of you know, squad building or whatever, it should be somebody like Mbappe who's prepared to, uh, you know, give them the next few years of his career when he could have walked away. Uh, and it's not just a, a big boom, a uh, boom for for PSG. It's also a massive, uh, you know, boost for for Ligue 1 and, and French football domestically as well. But in terms of sort of what that's you know going to look like uh, in the in the next couple of weeks and months, Pochettino's days at PSG have been numbered uh, since the Champions League exit. Regardless uh, of what happened with with Kylian Mbappe, PSG needed to be absolutely sure that they were building towards next season before they could start moving uh, on multiple fronts. Uh, and it sounds like Leonardo very may well uh, you know end up being another uh, you know sort of. Uh, you know, part of the price to pay for for PSG to 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 keep Mbappe. I don't think that it's necessarily something that uh, you know should be too problematic for PSG. I think that Leonardo's track record in recent years has been disappointing. I think that Pochettino's reign as a whole, uh, you know, has also been majorly underwhelming. So those two changes shouldn't really be viewed as something you know that that's being forced uh, upon PSG by Mbappe deciding to stay on. I think. The, those two, certainly Pochettino would have changed regardless of whether Mbappe uh, stayed or went. Uh, and I think as well, uh, you know, there there is, uh, you know, going to be an element of, of Mbappe wanting to see the club clean up its, uh, its image, but also the way that, you know, it's viewed as a sporting project. You know, we, we've debated many times over the last couple of months how PSG's fans, the ultras, are very upset with the direction that the club has gone. They feel that there's no identity. You know, Mbappe doesn't want to play for an identity-less club. You know, he wants to write his next couple of years of his career, at least, if not more, uh, you know, with his hometown club. And, you know, he's going to expect PSG, uh, you know, to, to you know, to, to bring the club up to the, the level that he expects, you know, to be worthy uh, of being a European elite club. Uh, you know, and I think there's a lot of work to do for PSG, uh, you know, to, to, to come up 
you know, to that sort of level of expectation. And you could argue that, you know, PSG really should hold themselves to, to higher standards anyway in a sporting front. Yeah, especially, you know, to your point, uh, Paris being Kylian Mbappé's city, he doesn't want the identity of this club to be lost in any way. You mentioned uh, some specific names there, JJ. So I'm, I just want to, you know, nitpick a little bit more. But Leonardo, I agree. I think the days are numbered there. Luis Campos is somebody that we're reading a lot of. Uh, how, how close is that? And then the other part was Pochettino. His days are numbered. I'm reading reports here, Jonathan Johnson, that Zinedine Zidane, might be a, a real aggressive push to try and get him to manage. Talk to me about those two names. Yeah, I mean, we've spoken about Zidane a couple of times and the, the links with PSG. It makes sense from a, a PSG point of view, given that he is arguably the leading uh, you know, French candidate at this moment in time who, who is technically available. Whether or not he wants to go into club management now when potentially the French national team post, which is... Uh, you know, uh, an objective of his, uh, you know, could become available by the end of the year with the World Cup. You know, obviously PSG's project will have to be very uh, persuasive, very attractive, uh, you know, in order to to lure somebody like Zidane. I don't think that the PSG-Marseille rivalry plays into the to in, into it, given that Zidane never played for Marseille. Uh, you know, mm. but I do think as well that, you know, Zidane, you know, he's had such success uh, with Real Madrid uh, in his managerial career. He's going to want to see certain signs that the PSG squad is close to the squads that he's had at Real in the past that are almost primed for Champions League success. And I think some elements of PSG's squad aren't that far off. It's not been a total write-off this season, but, you know, there are certain, uh, you know, serious decisions that need to be made in certain positions, you know, which will put PSG into a better position to potentially push for, for Champions League success. And Zidane, if you're talking about track record, uh, you know, is, 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 you know, second to pretty much none uh, in terms of, you know, what he's managed to achieve uh, with Real Madrid. Uh, so, you know, I think that Zidane is a logical uh, link. Uh, I also am intrigued by the fact that PSG have been linked with the likes of Thiago Motta in, uh, in recent weeks, somebody who played for PSG and could sort of, be there, Pep Guardiola, uh, you know, so to speak. So that could also be an interesting development. I guess we'll see how it plays out. But Zidane has been a priority for quite a while. Arsene Wenger was somebody who was thought about in terms of the sporting director with, you know, perhaps a few presidential functions. Uh, but Luis Campos, you know, if he was to be chosen, obviously he knows Mbappe well from their time together at Monaco. Uh, you can't doubt uh, Campos's track record in the, the spells that he's had with Monaco and Lille in terms of talent identification. The one thing that I would say is, you know, a lot of the guys who are working under Campos and made him so successful with uh, Monaco and Lille and, and, you know, helped contribute towards him being one of the most recognizable uh, talent uh, identifiers in uh, in the game have kind of moved on to do their own thing since. So I'd be curious to know how Campos has replaced those guys that have moved on since. Uh, and also, it was my understanding that he was also quite close to Celta Vigo not that long ago, that he was potentially in talks with other clubs. So, you know, how that would work, whether he'd be fully focused on PSG or whether he has a couple of other irons in the fire, similar to Ralph Ranić at Manchester United, who's since taken on the, uh, the Austria national team job. Uh, you know, so there's a lot of different elements in play there. But I think, 
the choice that PSG have to make is, uh, you know, for, for a potentially a new coach and sporting director who can fully focus uh, on PSG, not be distracted by anything else, uh, you know, and basically put the emphasis back onto what's happening on the pitch instead of what's going on off it. You know, we know that PSG are always going to make a lot of buzz about what's going uh, on away from the pitch, you know, their new uh, collaborations, new kits, that sort of stuff. But we don't talk enough about what PSG have done on the pitch in the last couple of years because it hasn't been good enough. And I think whoever comes in has to address that immediately. Yeah, and to your point, it's been mainly led by Kylian Mbappé, a Liga player of the season three times in a row. Of course, the goals all over, not just in domestic competition. Uh, we have a poll for everybody, by the way. Should uh, should he have gone to Real Madrid, everybody? And, you, you know, it's not just Real Madrid fans that I want you to answer here. Wow, a lot of people said he should have joined Real Madrid. Uh, you know, the Madrid fan base in social media is pretty... Uh, is pretty big. So, you know, 77% saying yes, should have joined Real Madrid. Where do Madrid go from here, by the way? Mohamed Salah, Lewandowski, although he's on Barcelona. Don't forget, by the way, Real Madrid fans, you are in a Champions League final. You did win La Liga. You have Antonio Rudiger coming your way as well. So it's not all lost. And by the way, I don't even think you needed Mbappé. Vinicius Jr., Rodrigo, you know, Benzema, I think you're fine. But let me ask you this, uh, Jonathan Johnson. Has he burnt his bridge with Real Madrid forever, do you think? He's 23 years old. It's reportedly a three-year contract. So in about a year and a half, we're probably going to go back and doing these episodes and conversations. Uh, you know, we heard that Kylian Mbappé personally called Florentino Perez to, to make of his decisions. I think that that's actually a pretty big, you know, symbol, right, of, of being, you know, respectful, I guess. I don't know. Florentino Perez, I'm sure, will be upset about all of this. He's been trying for about a year. But it is a dream of his to play at Real Madrid. Do you think that he's burned that bridge? No, I don't. Uh, I think it will be fickle. Uh, you know, both of the the club and the fan base, if they if they write off uh, Kylian Mbappe at this uh, at this age, it is inevitable. It remains inevitable that he will play for Real Madrid at some point before the end of his career. I can't see him spending the remainder of his career with PSG or in France. I definitely think he'll spread his wings, move abroad. Uh, I, it wouldn't surprise me to see that happen uh, after the Olympics in 2024 in Paris. I think that gives uh, Mbappe like a two-year window to achieve what he wants with PSG before moving on. And depending how long the multi-year contract agreement with PSG actually is, uh, you know, that could also enable PSG to, to, to get a fee uh, for him as well. I, I mean, I think... You know, I understand why people are saying it in the moment, but, you know, I don't think that, you know, Real Madrid is a train that just stops once, uh, you know, and then if you miss it, uh, you know, it doesn't come around again. When you're a player of Kylian Mbappe's ability, assuming that he continues on the upward trajectory that he's been on ever since he arrived in Paris, uh, you know, that Real Madrid train will come around again. And, you know, Real know that they are still at the, the front of the queue for his services. Whether or not somebody else, you know, perhaps gets themselves in that queue between now and then. We've we've heard, also heard Liverpool mentioned, uh, you know, when, when discussing Mbappe and his potential future in the past. We'll have to wait and see. But, I, you know, I don't think this is the end of Real Madrid's interest in killing Mbappe. Florentino Perez will definitely be keen to, you know, to, to get him the, the next time that there is potentially, uh, you know, a, a, a scramble for his signature. But, uh, you know, there will be, uh, you know, some some significantly open wounds for, for some time in, uh, in, in Madrid, uh, especially with them coming to Paris next week to play the Champions League final. Yep, I'm in complete agreement with you, Jonathan Johnson, uh, John underscore Legossip. Here's the uh, 
here's the lesson of, of all of this, everybody. Don't trust generations' ears. They're just very wishy-washy. They change their minds every five seconds, okay? Uh, but PSG is with Kylian Mbappé and vice versa. We will be discussing much more in the week leading up to it about Real Madrid's next plans as uh, Fabrizio Romano will join us. Jonathan Johnson, of course, as well as part of our preview for the Champions League. But Jonathan Johnson, thank you so much. I am sure that you as a PSG reporter are very happy about this. And uh, we look forward to hearing more from you and what the Paris club does in the future. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what the atmosphere is like at Parc des Princes later. Uh, you know, it's gone from being what would have been a fairly somber uh end of season celebration with just the league on title to now potentially celebrating Mbappe extending his contract with the club. So obviously that's a massive reversal of fortune uh, for PSG and, uh, you know, a, a real unexpected surprise as well uh, at the end of what's been quite a disappointing campaign to know that, you know, we might have a couple more years of Kylian Mbappe to enjoy over here in France before he makes that, that inevitable move uh, and spreads his wings at some point in the future. Absolutely. By the way, I'm getting a, a, an updated report that Kelly Mbappé texted Florentino Perez, not called him. Interesting. We'll see. We'll see if that's true. Maybe it's an audio message because that's still kind of half as good. We'll see. But anyway, more to come from this during the next week. Fabrizio Romano's episode on Monday, by the way, will be live. So make sure that you send your cue. Cues to us on Que Golasso, John underscore Legasso. Follow all his content. He's wrote, he's written all about it on CBS Sports, of course. And anywhere you can find him as part of our Que Golasso family, Que Golasso Pod, YouTube.com forward slash Que Golasso, Que Golasso Pod on Twitter, CBS Sports, and your CBS Sports app. Jonathan Johnson, thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. Have a wonderful Saturday and the rest of your weekend. We will see you next time for the next installment of Que Golasso. Have a fantastic Saturday and see you next time. Till then. <laughs>